Well, as you know, we are uh, quote, the, uh, getting toward the end of the election season. The election now here in the Attleboro area and all over the place is uh, coming up in less than two weeks on the 7th of November. Uh, we've talked to many individuals, uh, both on phone lines and in the studio, with uh, members of the city council who are running for city council and school committee. And a gentleman who is also running on the school committee side, he's been at the school committee now for a while, and that is uh, the at-large uh, candidate uh, running again. It's Rob Geddes. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, John. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Let me just see if you can get that in front of that mic. Let's see. Let me see. Try to say that again. I want to just... Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, try to add one. For some reason, I don't think the... Oh, wait a minute. I know what it is. Oh, go back to this one. There it is. All right, go ahead. How about now? There you go. Can you go. hear me now? Yes. yes. <laughs> the old Verizon commercials? Yeah, there you go. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So, um, well, first of all, yeah, thanks for coming in this morning. Uh, busy guy, that's for sure. And, uh, well, first of all, uh, let, let's, let me kind of start things off this morning. Uh, how long right now have you been on the school committee? Um, finishing my fourth term. Uh, so, in January, I'll be starting my fifth. So, wow. eight years going on 10. God, remember the, the early days when you first was, were just running for it and all of a sudden, like, and now, eight years later, like, here we are again, going all over again, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's remarkable how much has changed in the school department. I mean, obviously, the camp, the new high school being yeah. built um, and all of the uh, incredible things that are going on in the district, uh, just, it's, it's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know uh, uh, a few years back, a few years ago, uh, you and Steve Withers uh, came to the studio a couple of times to uh, try to talk to the, the voters about uh, getting it passed about the new high school. I mean, and your thoughts since then now, I mean, it, it, now that in its second year opened, I mean, it looks fantastic. It, it does. Um, and it's, it's an incredible building. Um, it, I, I think it really is the pride of the community. I'm, I'm looking forward to next year when it's, uh, you know, this time next year when we're fully able to use all of the facilities, yeah. the, um, we're closer to the, uh, the, the fields being ready. Um, it'll be, it'll be fantastic. Just watching it grow, yeah. watching the transition. Um, it's been, it's been really remarkable. I've always wondered if, you know, did they ever have a, a time-lapse video on this whole thing? I don't know if, if AACS had one because, I mean, it's still going on. I mean, now the, the, uh, uh, the tennis courts are doing, looking really nice, and now a lot of that construction to, to the left of the school is, uh, is, is, is going on as well. So I'm not sure if there's been an official time-lapse. I know uh, our, uh, our construction management company, Consigli, uh, does frequent aerial photo shots yeah, right. of the project um, as part of their updates to the school building committee. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how, I'm not sure exactly how frequent those are, yeah. um, but it really has been like, I tried to, uh, as they were taking down the old building, as they were building the current one, uh, I tried to get by and take pictures every oh. so often. Um, so Yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, when, when you and Steve were here, um, uh, you know, trying to get that vote out there and, you know, kind of pushing it. Uh, I guess the voters uh, decided, yeah, I think it's about time we do get another school, huh? Yeah, we were thrilled uh, that that there was, so, you know, I'll, I'll never forget uh, being at Morin's the night before that vote. Uh, and we were we were really sweating, wondering, you know, <laughs> what is this going to look like this time tomorrow? Um, we knew that we had done everything we could. It was just a matter of making sure people got out there. Um, and for it to come back so overwhelmingly positive for the new building was was just incredible. And I and I hope that the 
that the residents w that were opposed to it uh, are seeing how incredible the project is and uh, can appreciate the uh, the drastic improvements that are there. So. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, I, it's got to be, to me, um, and not growing up in, in Attleboro, um, it's got to be probably one of the most beautiful schools in the entire state. Yeah, and that was that was something that the MSBA commented on when they first started to see some of the designs and, the, and everything started to come together. They were very excited for this, um, knowing that Attleboro is, is one of a few comprehensive high schools in the state. And not just it being a, a relatively large high school, um, certainly the largest in our area, but uh, but all of the features that were going to be available through our CTE mm -hmm. programs, the marketplace, yeah. uh, automotive, carpentry, um, uh, an incredible performance space in the auditorium for yeah. uh, for theater and music productions. Um, it, it truly is an incredible building you know i mean uh, and when you walk through that building i remember my wife and i going uh to the open house last year uh and i mean it was just like whoa as soon as you walked in there i mean first of all the first thing that you see is that huge wall of the names of the streets like you're yep. trying, people are like oh my god i look, <laughs> I look I'm looking at my oh there it, is, there it is but you know and and i like the idea of when they had that open house um uh you had, you know, you had the students walking you through and some of the other people mm -hmm. that were there. It makes you really proud to, to not only if you are an alum there or if you are just going in there or even if you weren't uh, from this area, it really makes you proud that, my God, you know, the, 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 the money that was spent on that uh, really went to good use. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it really is. I mean, you've got everything. And what the idea I love is the, those, um, those other, uh, uh, courses you know for the kids i mean yep. i know they've had the automotive class and now they got all other things going on here and there and then it's also still kind of on the left hand side of the school which is nice to see uh you still have the pre-k and the and the the kids go actually i do know a couple of those educators there uh but they they completely love it and it's nice to see that all ages are in that school now yeah, it's fantastic. Um, the summer, uh, my kids attended the Abacus program there over yeah. the summer. So they loved being, you know, as elementary and middle school students, they loved getting to spend so much time in that building. Um, and to your point about uh, alums, I, uh, uh, a few of us uh, on the school committee were in the high school a couple of times this week to meet with action civics classes. And I think uh, city council uh, candidates were also invited. But uh, Yesterday, Aaron Bennett and I were talking about how we were students at Brennan when it was on County Street, right. and the condition of that building, and um, and how old that building was, and and in comparison to what the students have now uh, at the high school. And uh, one of the things I talked about with one of the classes was uh, the generations of my family that have gone through the schools. So uh, you know, my grandfather graduated from. The high school when it was on County Street, uh -huh. and my father attended the high school on County Street and was part of the first graduating class from the building that we just oh, wow. took down. And uh, and about a year ago, he had given me a couple of boxes of stuff. And as I was going through, I actually found uh, from his the fall of his senior year, the fall of '62, um, the the program for the grand opening at that building wow. and seeing things like. The, the list of dignitaries that include Mayor Cyril Brennan uh -huh. and 
chairman of the school committee, Alvin Studley. Like the, it was just kind of bizarre. And it, it had like a, a, a sketching of the building at that time, which is not the building that we knew because it was before the addition of the CTE programs right. and everything. So, uh, so just, it's, it's just magnificent to see even as the building on County Street still stands and comparing that to what we have now, that's literally a, a century of transition of education yeah, right really there, is. just yeah. a couple blocks away. You know, running for a school committee and, you know, I, you know, every once in a while, since I don't have any kids in the, in the school system, every once in a while on Monday night, I'll, you know, throw on Channel 9 and see, you know, you're doing this and doing that. I mean, the, the, the school committee room, absolutely gorgeous anyways, you know, with all the, the you know, things going on. But talk a little bit more about, uh, uh, Rob, about um, your background, you know, uh, and, you know, your family and stuff and, you know, what you're doing these days. Yeah, so... Uh so I have an incredible wife, Stephanie. Um, we have four amazing kids. Uh, Emily is our oldest. She is actually a high school biology teacher in another school district. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, two middle school girls, Amelia and Isabel. And then we have uh, our young guy, Ben, um, who's in first grade and definitely keeps us on our toes. Oh. Um, and we can't forget uh, Sir Charles, the dog, yeah. <laughs> uh, who seems to dominate the house. Um, uh, for the last, uh, as far as me personally, mm-hmm. uh, I've been a college administrator for 20 years, right. um, a little over 20 years now, which is frightening to say that I've been out of college for that long. But uh, currently I work at, uh, for the last 10 and a half years, I had been working at Bristol Community College. Uh, most of that time was spent at our Attleboro campus here as their admissions counselor. And then I served as uh, associate director of admissions at the Fall River location for uh, two and a half years. Uh, but this past summer, um, I transitioned to an incredible opportunity at Bridgewater State University, which is my alma mater. Um, so I'm uh, returning home in a couple of ways. Uh, one, I'm back at Bridgewater, but uh, because of the lack of space on the main campus and where I live, um, I was lucky enough to be able to have my office based here at the Attleboro uh-huh. campus again. So, um, uh, but I coordinate Bridgewater State's dual enrollment and early college programs. So, uh, those are the programs that allow uh, current high school students to take courses through the university and uh, kind of double dip those credits so they can use those towards their high school diploma. Or, and, I shouldn't say or, and they can uh, put them towards whatever degree they seek, Mm -hmm. whether that's at Bridgewater after they graduate, or they can transfer them as credits into another college or university. Busy guy, that's for sure. A little bit. I was just telling you (laughs) off the air earlier, uh, I remember when... uh, uh, when I was playing music at the uh, at the Holiday Happenings event uh, eight years ago, or there about oh, less than eight years ago, uh, you and Stephanie were bringing your kids, including Ben, in a stroller, and now yeah. uh, he's you said he's what eight years old, six, now? six he's years six old, six years old. I mean, holy mackerel! I mean, I remember when you came by, say so came by to say hi, and you know, people were grabbing the hot chocolate and the coffee and the uh, and the, the, the donuts, the, and, yeah, the yeah. donuts and the brownies and the pizza over there. I mean, you can believe that six years ago, holy. It's, yeah, time, time's flying. <laughs> it really, really is. Um, so you're uh, you're want to you want to do it again because you still want to do continue for work as an at-large uh, school committee member. Uh, um, what do you what are you looking forward to? I mean, uh, if all goes well uh, and hopefully things will go your way uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, 
Uh, what are you looking forward to continuing at the beginning of the new year? So uh, there's still the the district has made a ton of remarkable strides over the last few years. Um, when I first got on, uh, I was first elected in 2015. 2016 was the spring when we had some staff reductions in the right. schools. Um, we've been fortunate to uh, to increase the money we're getting from the state, to increase the money that we're getting from the city. Uh, so we've been able to to recover from those losses, and we've been able to expand staff in a lot of critical areas. Um, but we we still have so much work to do. Uh, before COVID, we were beginning the discussions of talking uh we were beginning the discussions about the idea of changing start times for schools to be more in line with what research says are optimal learning times for different ages Uh, we were talking about redistricting the city because we're using uh, the the school assignments the neighborhood school assignments currently are based off of a map that existed in 1993 and we've had, you know, when you think of all the neighborhoods that have been built over the last 30 years, those shift where schools may be sure, yeah. needed and where students should be going. And I often joke about um, about the fact that where we live, um, my students, uh, my students, my kids go to Coelho Middle School, mm-hmm. but both Wamsada and Brennan are closer to our house. Right, yeah. Um, and we could re we, we could remap it and reconfigure it based on the current uh, setup of the city, and that could still be the case. But um, but that it's gone this long without really taking a good look at it mm-hmm. is is crazy. Um, we were also talking about uh, the possibilities of shifting grade levels um, to be more. Uh, productive learning environments um, and what that would mean for the different facilities in the city. Um, so there's a there's a and and these discussions happened. Uh, you know, the, I remember being in the Hill Roberts Library having a family forum about this on March twelfth, twenty twenty, and then on March thirteenth, everything shut down. Right. Yeah. So uh, so this is stuff that isn't new. It just had to be postponed because of everything that COVID brought on. Um, and now that we're, now that we've, we've had a year, and, and I think this year is even going to be more post-COVID normal, uh, and we're, we're starting to see some of the efforts of educational recovery from COVID, now we can start to get back to the stuff that, that we were thinking about doing uh, to improve learning for our students back before COVID. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's still a lot that's on our plate over the next few years. Uh, we still need to continue to advocate for additional funding um, wherever we can get that. Uh, and again, the state and the city have been uh, as supportive as they can be. Um, so we, we still need to get creative with, with how we find that money, but, um, but the, so that we can provide some additional staff to improve to continue to improve that COVID recovery, improve social emotional learning, um, and uh, support systems for our students, so that we can continue to improve our uh, the number of educators we have in the classrooms mm-hmm. and in front of students. So, um, so we still have we've still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, you do have <laughs> a lot more work to do. You want to continue the work, you know, uh, being an at-large um, school committee member, you know, kind of almost like an at-large uh, counselor. Uh, you're running the gambit of the entire city. You're looking at 
Um, as I said, you're looking at this, you're looking at that. The budget comes up every once in a while, and uh, you know it's not like you know um, like a ward counselor or a ward committee member. You know, everyone's voice is heard. You know, and everyone does have their own opinion. They can talk about this. Uh, you can agree or disagree. I mean, it's nobody's perfect, that's for sure. But the good thing about that is. Uh, you're an at-large uh, member, and you've got the entire city, uh, you know, looking at this. Now, when you're doing, uh, you're, you know, you're working, everybody thinks, oh, they're, they're just doing this, or uh, they're just on TV on Monday nights or doing this. No, it, it's almost a 24-hour day job for, for these days. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I think with, with school committee, um, you know, obviously I have no... Uh, I, I have no experience with city council, so right. so I'm sure to some extent this is similar. But when when a constituent reach out reaches out to us, it's it tends to be one or all of us, right? right? Like someone someone will reach out to just me with a question about something from a meeting or something that's happening in their school, or someone will reach out to all nine of us all at once to express a concern that's happening district wide right. or happening in their school. Um, and I think in a lot of cases, uh, so I, myself, I'm a Ward 6 resident. Right. So I, uh, so I think in, in some cases, you know, someone may have a student at Willett, but they might know Scott Domenici. Yeah, and right. so they're, they're more likely to talk to him about the issue, even though Willett's in Ward 3. Uh -huh. um, so I think there's, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of overlap. Part of part of the discussion with the civics classes that we had this week at the high school was about what the differences are. And something I said was, you know, there's there's nine of us, and yes, there's ward and and at large, but that's it's still nine votes yeah, on an issue. Um, and so we certainly uh, take into account all of the feedback that we get from residents in our neighborhoods, um, from people that are across the city. Uh, but we're all we're all ideally working towards the same goal, and that's improving the schools. You know, um, busy guy, that's for sure. As an administrator, as an educator, uh, you also have some time out there. You know, I mean, that's why you're running. You you know, you're making some time to uh, go to uh, to go to your constituents in in the the entire city of Attleboro. Um, are there people out there? You know, I mean, you're recognizable. You've been around now for a while. Uh, are people out there when you're going door to door every once in a while you see the signs out there it's always it's always nice when you see you know when they're they say they're willing to say yes i'll i'll have a sign on my yard you know on my yard and so and it's kind of like wow and you drive by like that's my sign up there you know it's pretty good <laughs> you know it's cool right but i mean are some of the people out there are they asking you certain questions you know in i mean you're looking at all six wards though so it, it, admittedly i'm because i'm unopposed this time around right. i haven't done the signs and i haven't done the door-to-door -door for, for two reasons. One, I think uh, the focus should be on the contested races. Yeah, right. um, they're the ones that, that people, need to, uh, people need to distinguish what they want from their school committee mm -hmm. member and decide who to vote for in those races. So, um, so I'm, I'm fortunate that on Saturdays I can focus on the girls' soccer games yeah. and, right, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and getting errands done and everything like that. Um, uh, so I, uh, but it, but I do find joy when I am getting emails or, uh, this past Tuesday night, um, 
the uh, this, the district administration hosted a family forum to talk about the uh, cell phone policy right. that they hope yeah. to put into effect for fall 2024. Um, and after that meeting, uh, talking to uh, a couple of the administrators that were there about some other issues that were going on, talking to a couple of parents on the way out of the building um, about some concerns they had not at all related to the cell phone uh -huh. issue. Um, uh, being able to either address those concerns or in, in the moment or uh, take the time to look into those concerns and, and get back to those constituents is right. always, it's always very rewarding. Yeah. You know, when you decided to do it again, uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, this is always, you know, you're uncontested in here. I'm sure Stephanie and the kids and your family are saying like, all right, Dad, you're going to do it again. Or, hon, you're going to do it again. And, uh, I mean, their reaction must have said, Let's do it again. Let's let's go another couple more years. Huh? Yeah, their their support has been so remarkable, um, uh, especially Steph. Um, the the because it's it's certainly not easy for the spouse of an elected official. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so whether they are, um, you know, because it it takes so much time away especially in those times where you know we've got yeah we've got the full committee on monday night we've got a subcommittee meeting um in some cases i was talking to uh, one school committee member who the the subcommittee schedule lined up such that they had uh the full committee on monday our teaching and learning subcommittee on tuesday and our finance and budget subcommittee on wednesday um so that's that's three nights that they're not home to help with bedtime and they they right might have to leave and miss dinner and um and so uh so that it, it, and with the with the high school campaign especially yeah. um there was we were putting so much work into that campaign so at that time and we had just had been uh the june that about 10 months before that vote um so uh so th that steph has continued to be so supportive and the and the that the kids have continued to be so supportive has meant so much to me, um, and I think uh, I think it's I think it's fun. Like uh, with the topping off ceremony uh, for the current high school, mm. um, which was which was a ceremony where uh, folks could sign the last support beam on the building, and mm -hmm. it, it got placed. Uh, if you're you know standing at the football stadium and you're looking at the building, and there's the middle section with the A that goes into the cafeteria. Up in the top right corner, there's a beam um, that has some signatures. And unfortunately, uh, we were going to be out of town for that ceremony. Um, but thankfully, uh, the incredible people at uh, Pleasant Printing were able to print it. Uh, I, I was able to sign my name and put my kids' initials in their class years in my class year. Oh, nice. And uh, and Consigli was was great enough to put that decal on the beam for me, so they like, they they I think get a little joy out of, like this is you know this is cool stuff oh, yeah, you know, it is. Um, and so they I think they know, they're, I think they they're proud a little bit to know that you know what Dad's doing is helping my teachers. That's going to yeah. help us down the road. So I think, especially as Amelia. And Isabel are starting to get older and get into middle school. I think they're starting to recognize some of that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, 
Ben's still just excited to run around the Studley playground yeah, right. more than anything. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, you know, you talk about all these things that are going on, you know, especially especially now, you know, uh, you know, you've seen everything you've worked, you know, and you want to continue the, the work that you're doing. It's got to make you feel really good, you know, not only as a resident, uh, you went through the school system, uh, you're raising your family here in the city. Uh, there's a lot of good things going on. You know, you're you're in the city. You know, people see you all the time. You know, whether you're uh, out and about, wherever you're shopping, eating, wherever you're. It also it also makes you feel good. You know, because you're a member of the community that is making things go positive. You know, you're on the school committee. A lot of times, I've said this before. You know, a lot of times people are. Uh, talking about, oh, what's the agenda on the city council? Da, 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 da. I mean, they do fantastic work. Uh, all the men and women on the council, as well as the school committee, and people uh, inside City Hall do a fantastic job. Also, you got to realize, you know, you're, you're working with all of these individuals, including uh, all of these great departments out there. You've got, you know, the rec center. You've got Mike Tyler in the highway department. You've got this place, that place, the water department. Everyone comes as a whole. It's an entire family, and you're working with these people, you know, not directly, indirectly, but you are at some point, you know, at some point meeting here and there, whatever. But it's going to be kind of interesting, to, you know, when the budget comes around, you know. I mean, the other person that we gotta, we've got to thank as well, I think the school system uh, has a great leader, uh, well, especially, the yes, the principal, of course, but you've been working with Dave Sawyer. I mean, Dave is a, a, just a down-to-earth guy that you've been seeing almost every week as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dave has been a, a rock for our school district. Yeah. Um, the stability that he has provided. I mean, when, uh, when you think back over the last... Um, so I, I came on to the, to the committee right at the end of the Ken Sheehan era. Yeah. Um, and before Ken, it was uh, Pia Durkin. And uh, so, like, when you, when you think back to the last few superintendents, you know, that what, what Dave has provided since we brought him on in 2016 has truly been a, a steady consistency. You know, he's, he's, built, an incre- he's built an incredible uh, central office administrative team. Um, he has put, uh, building administrators into place that can really, uh, help the educators in those buildings thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said before, we've been able to expand, uh, the number of educators we have in the classrooms. Um, I like to think that we have a, uh, a great working relationship with each of the unions within the school department. And all of that stems, I think, from Dave from Dave's leadership. Um, so we have been incredibly fortunate um, to 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 have him in this position and to keep him in this position. And I hope that we're able to keep him for a long time to come. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I think we've also been fortunate to have a lot of uh, stability and consistency on the committee itself. Um, and I think. I think having those consistency in those two areas is is what has helped us to focus on the work that needs to be done. Um, when I was in the high school yesterday, I, I was speaking to one of the educators there that was talking about how, uh, you know, how 
they they didn't realize that we were elected every two years. Right. Um, they they live in another community, uh, and in their community, uh, the school committee is set up on um, on rotating terms. So uh, there may be uh, three. It's a nine seat committee, if I understood it correctly. <laughs> it's a nine seat committee with uh, three with elections every three years. So these three seats are up for election in 2023. These three are up in 2024. These three are up in 2025. And now we're back to these first three. And so, um, so th- I, I, I said, you know, if, I guess if, if that's how I always knew it to be, yeah. I could wrap my head around uh-huh. it, but, um, but that it's so drastic to, you know, every year have a change in, uh, in the leadership and and how difficult it must be to get some of those big, you know, pie in the sky uh, goals accomplished. Right, yeah. um, so we've I think we have been fortunate here to have a lot of that consistency. And certainly we have had change. When I first got on, Mike Tyler was was my Ward Six That's school right. committee rep. That's right. Um, and then uh, you know we uh, in my second term, uh, Scott came on to replace Mike because he had taken the job at the DPW. Um, since then, Shannon uh, went from being Ward 5 to at-large, and we brought Chris Frapier on. Right. Um, Bob Hill had a term in there. Um, we lost uh, Dave Quinn and Lori Scales. So it's uh, we've brought on Lynn Porto. So it's we've had a lot of strong consistency right, and yeah. built a strong relationship with the central office administration, who's built a strong relationship with the educators. Um, so I think uh, – so I'm, I'm excited to – to keep a lot of that work going and, and using that stability and consistency to uh, to get done what we want to get done over the next few years. You know, going into the election um, in less than two weeks, you know, as I said, you want to continue that work. And many people have, you know, commented uh, that I've seen here and there and listening to it like, yes, we want, we want to keep this person and that person. I know a couple of people... Uh, who have messaged me uh, in the last couple of weeks? They said, "Yes, I want this person in. I, you know, I liked what you're doing. You're getting as many people as possible. You know, for city council members and school committee members." Uh, one lady uh, who messaged me a, a couple of weeks ago and said, uh, "When, because uh, I had said that at some point within the last week, I said that you were going to be coming on the air." Uh, one lady out there. First of all, there's two ladies. I, I want to say one lady who actually, I guess, knows you. Uh, she listens to the show every day. She just messaged me a little while ago, and her name is Wendy. Um, she lives uh, off of uh, off of 123, uh, but she wanted to wish you the best and to say the good morning to you. There's another Thank lady you, Wendy. out there. Yeah, <laughs> Wendy listens to us all the time. Um, there's one other lady out there. Um, she says, um, and I, I don't have the email up right now for, from her, but um, I do know her name was uh, Kathleen. Uh, she says, uh, talk about the time, uh, and this I love the way she, because I saw this a couple of days ago. Talk about the time because uh, that how um, meaningful Steve Withers has been to work with. Yeah, Um I was going to say, I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah. I was like, is Kathleen the mayor? What's it? No, <laughs> um, no it wasn't. It's somebody else. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, Steve has been uh, phenomenal to work with. Um, I would joke that that was his mom that sent the email, but I know her name's not <laughs> no, Kathleen. <it's> not. <laughs> uh, no, Steve, uh, Steve has right next to Dave, you know, Steve and Dave have been a perfect balance. Um of the the government side and the administrative side of the school department, uh-huh. um, 
uh, he has been uh, he has been an exceptionally fair leader for the school department um, and for the school committee. Uh, he has been exceptionally dedicated, um, and like you said about Dave, very uh, very level headed, very committed, um, and very focused on what needs to be done. Um, and uh, it's he's been he's just been a lot of fun to work with, a lot of fun to learn from. Um, I got on in his second term, and it was his first term as chair. Um, and over the last couple of terms, as uh, I've been able to work a little more closely with him, serving as his vice chair, um, and it's been it it's been fantastic yeah. experience. Yeah, I mean, here's a guy who's uh, I mean, you and and, and Rob, uh, Steve were here a few years ago talking about the uh, you know the school project going up, and then after it finally. Uh, Finally took took aim and finally got in. You guys came in again uh, with one of the building heads. Uh, Steve was here as well. Uh, there's a, another uh, another uh, of course. Here's a lady who was with me in studio last week. Um, Jackie Romanicki actually just emailed me. She says uh, she says love that as busy as the Geddes family is. Stephanie has also been involved in the community theater productions as well. So yes, she's, uh, she's doing a. I actually uh, yeah, I, I heard about that from. Uh, from the, the theater company that uh, Steph is also very involved in that. Yep, she is on the executive board. Um, thank you, Jackie, for the reminder. Uh, luckily, Steph's out of town and not listening this yeah. morning, so she would have noticed that, <laughs> that I'd forgotten to mention. So, I, so I'll take this opportunity to plug a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that opens on Friday, December first, um, and it's running for the three weeks leading up to the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph was not in it last year, uh, but we did take our family to see it, and it really is an incredible production. Um, and there are a lot of uh, community members involved with the Attleboro Community Theater. I know Jim Poor and his daughter are in the show. Yeah. Our uh, two younger daughters are in the show this year as well. Um, I know Ty Waterman has been in that show in the past. Um, I know uh, Jay Delisio, Scott Domenici have had time in the yeah, Attleboro Community Theater. Um, so absolutely, thank you again, Jackie. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely, uh, tickets are available now. So uh, head to uh, the Attleboro Community Theater webpage to get your tickets because they are selling. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I've had I had um, during the last performance, I had this whole this whole studio had about six or seven people, including one person on the phone lines or two people on the phone lines during it. You know, that is that is something that that's also that you've been that you know as you said you're involved. The family's been involved in that now for a while and. That's, I mean, that is amazing that not a lot of cities and towns have local theater. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Attleboro has been very, very lucky to have uh, people like that. I mean, they're, I mean, some of the people on there have gone on to other venues, you know, New yep. York, California, and some of them other communities as well. Uh, I think a couple of them are down in the Providence area, but they still call Attleboro home. So yep. you got to be really lucky to have, you know, this this cast and this these people who are behind the scenes a lot, I mean they do as and I've said this before I've said this many many times on the air when even when people were here in studio from from the ACT I mean, how we get into ACT because of this with this <laughs> but I have said this many numerous times that um, that um, the uh, the people at Attleboro Community Theater I've said that they are as talented. 
even more talented than some of the other places like the GAM Theater, uh, Trinity Rep. I told uh, Joanne Vaughn and I told uh, uh, a few other people, Jeannie Smith, I told this person that said Doug Green was here with me a couple of weeks ago. And I said, my God, I mean, you guys are even better than Trinity. I like, Especially with their Christmas Carol and all the other stuff, especially with Christmas Carol, they know what they're doing. They And the good thing about that, and you know this as well, when you go into an ACT production, before, after, and especially uh, during, middle, and after the production, they hang around. They talk yep. to you. They autograph things. They're not like, okay, we're up. We'll see you later. Good night. You know, bye, bye, bye. They hang around for a half hour, 40 minutes or so, and they are with because they're they're all our community members. Yep. You could be living right next door to one of these people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They put on fantastic shows. Uh, Steph's done a couple with ACT. Um, and there's also a roundabout based out of Quello Middle School. Right, yeah. Um, Steph did a show with them uh, last year. She did Death of a Salesman with them last year. Uh, and it, it really is um, it's it, it really is a, a testament to the to the variety that Attleboro mm. offers, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, we've we've got multiple theater opportunities. We've got this uh, we've got this vibrant uh, area of restaurants downtown. Oh. Um, so there's there's I think there's a lot more to Attleboro than people from outside of Attleboro realize yeah. uh, in terms of opportunities to get involved in a variety of different interests. So. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Rob Geddes from the uh, school committee is uh, in studio with us for a bit. Uh, we'll uh, continue uh, in just a moment from now. Stay with us. All right. Uh, as we continue uh, with our, our guest in studio, Rob Geddes from the uh, school committee, uh, he is an at-large uh, uh, committee member. Almost once a, a lot of times I always kind of mix it up. I say uh, as a, as a uh, committee member or a Council member, no, you're you're the school committee member. <laughs> uh, something that you mentioned uh, in the last uh, few minutes uh, yesterday, uh, you're talking about the action civics classes. I mentioned, uh, I saw this uh, on uh, Facebook. Uh, the five candidates running for a school committee. Uh, talk a little bit again about this because these these students uh, uh, created and asked you guys questions. I mean. They know what's going on. They really, really want to get involved. Yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, some action civics classes, uh, grade 11 students. Um, every year they do an action civics project at the end of the year. Uh, and so this year they were able to bring in candidates for local office. Uh, and it was over the course of two days. Uh, there were five school committee candidates. It was uh, myself, uh Scott Domenici, who's currently Ward 6, uh, Chris Frappier, who's currently Ward 5, um, and then candidates Aaron Bennett from Ward 3 and Tara Finn from Ward 6. Um, so we went, we kind of rotated through the classrooms. And so one class talked about uh, the, one class asked questions related to the setup of the school committee and, and what are our uh, governmental powers. Um, how, what's the difference between ward and at large? Mm -hmm. um, another class had questions focused on campaign strategy. You know, what what do we think voters look for in candidates, and how do we convey uh, how we re represent those values? Um, uh, now I'm I'm completely blanking on the mm -hmm. other questions. Um, but uh, it, it was really incredible, you know, talking about minimum qualifications for school committee. Right. Um, and uh, it, was, it was fantastic. You know, I talked earlier about uh, some of the 
um, some of the things that we're discussing in future years. Um, oh, why? Sorry, I had to pull up my email. Yeah. Uh, why are we interested in local positions? What qualifications should we have, or or what's most appealing about the role that we're running for? And uh, what are our objectives to improve the schools? And one of the great questions um, uh, that 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 last group asked, for me it was the last group, uh, you know, we're doing an action, we're, we have to do a civics action uh -huh. project in the spring. What should we do to, uh, related to the school committee work uh, as, a, as a project? So um, it was fantastic. Uh, with that last group, I actually said on the first day, you know, we, we're talking about school start times and we're oh. talking about redistricting. And I said, you know, if we if we have time after I answer all your questions, I'd, I'd love to get some feedback from from you all about that. And on both days, uh, the teacher said, let's not wait to see. Yeah, let's ask now. Um, and it was it was some great productive feedback. And, and you could tell that they were excited about uh, about being engaged in those discussions. And last night, uh, I actually uh, took the kids out to Wendy's for dinner and saw some of the students from the civics class and to have them say hi mm -hmm. was was very rewarding too. So yeah, it's amazing how, how you know these these young people, these young kids, uh, they know what's going on. They want to ask questions. They do this. Uh, the other thing that um, um, that I mean, we don't we can if you you know it's up to you if you want to you want to talk any about this. Um, I know it's it's been kind of a, a hot issue this year. Those the books, you know that you know you know we've been you know you've been hearing all about this, you know, uh, all the language and everything else. I mean, uh, I mean, if you want to just touch on that briefly, if you want. Yeah, I, um, I I think between uh, I talked earlier about uh, Steve and his leadership and how uh, consistent and level headed he's mm -hmm. been and and. Something I've really admired about him, uh, as someone who who myself can't always do this as well as I would like, sure. uh, he he does a great job of identifying when he needs to put his weight behind something, yeah. and when he knows the rest of the committee will do it for him, and he can he can rely on us to do that. Um, but I think uh, his comments in May. Uh, and then I think at the following meeting, th our first meeting in June, um, where we spoke with the administration about this issue, uh, we made it very clear that that removing books from libraries are not something that that we're interested in doing. Right. Um, and in individual conversations I've had with uh, with the other members of the committee, I, th I think that's a, a pretty unanimous stance. Sure. Um there, there are measures. I think in some cases, uh, people are exaggerating the situation with books in terms of what content is available in what school libraries. Um, uh, and so I, uh, I had sent a letter to the editor and uh, to the Sun Chronicle, and, and they posted it as a guest essay that outlined, you know, since, since this was brought to our attention back in April, uh, the administration repeatedly has assured us that there's there's nothing that meets the definition of pornography in any of our schools. Right. Um, there is no sexually explicit material in any of the elementary schools. Um, anything that is that could be considered sexually explicit at the middle school level is in a separate monitored section. And um, you know we 
it, it was it was funny in the spring uh, when I went to uh, when I went to Coelho for an event. I think it was uh, like the the welcome night for fifth graders, incoming fifth graders. Uh, you know, you hear about you know there's there's an older section for students, and mm-hmm. and I think the perception there is that like somewhere in a deep dark corner of the school library, there's books with dirty words in them <laughs> and stuff. No, this section like. If, if you're standing in the section, all you see across from you is the circulation desk. Um, and it's the same thing at Brennan and Wamsutta. This isn't some dark, hidden-away oh. corner. Um, so the librarians can clearly see who is accessing those books. Um, and, uh, and it's same with the, the high school library. Um, there are measures in, uh, in place for families to further restrict students access so if you know just because a student is in seventh and eighth grade and uh by our policies could access those books if a parent says i don't want uh, my child to access this title or anything from this genre or anything that has this content in it or anything by this author that they can do that through the school library and um our librarians are are incredible professionals. They're trained professionals to know what is developmentally appropriate, what is age appropriate, um, and the and the marks are clearly booked. Uh, the books are clearly marked as such, um, and so with with all of those measures in place, uh, in our minds, it it doesn't make sense to to remove any books for a lot of students the school library is the only access they have to literature. They can't make their way up to the Attleboro Public Library right. um, without taking an entire day and spending money to take the bus. And um, so, so it, it, in my mind, it's, it's more important to ensure that access for all students where families can select their own restrictions right. rather than uh, putting a, a district-wide restriction in place. You know, um, you know, going going forward um, in the election, uh, it's it's amazing. Have you you've seen? You know, there's been a lot of uh, good work that the school committee has done. Uh, you do have an incredible uh, amount of men and women on the committee uh, right now, and you know, down the line, hopefully, some new faces. Uh, um, you know, after the election is is over and done with, uh, I know that. Uh, you do want to get back to work and you want to do what you've been doing. So the next couple of minutes uh, we have for you, Rob, is, you know, tell us, uh, tell us, you know, what do you want? I mean, what, what you're, what, since you've been uh, on the, on the school committee, I know there are so many things that you're very proud of as well. And one of them has to be the one, the school open, but I mean, there are a couple of other things that, that you want to, you've seen in the last eight years that, that you've been very proud as a member of the school committee. Yeah, the the building is the big yeah, one, yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, uh, and, the, and the one, the other thing is, recently, with during your tenure, a new Attleboro High School principal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, she's she's so far in her short tenure, she's meeting with people, families, and doing a fantastic job. Yeah, um, and we were we were fortunate. I mean, Bill was incredible for us for the decade that he yeah. was here. Um, he oversaw a lot of growth uh, and a lot of improvements in that building. Um, and even before him, Jeff, I knew Jeff Newman as a history yeah, teacher right. when I was a student there. Um, uh, and so I think uh, Kate opening the doors of that building 
has been phenomenal. Um, you know, Bill, Bill getting us over the finish, helping us to get over that finish line and, and getting us into it was, was incredible. And uh, we've been very fortunate as well to have Kate kind of pull us in. Um, walking around with her over the last couple of days after, after my civics class uh, presentations, I'd spent some time in the building doing a meeting with her about a couple of other uh, items. And then yesterday uh, doing an actual, you know, Bridgewater State Attleboro Partnership real work meeting there as well. But uh, walking around with Kate and seeing the students' reaction to her, um, uh, her dog Shay is a rock star in that building as a therapy <laughs> dog. Um, and how many students, you know, came over to say hi to Shay, or at one point she and I were walking around without Shay and where's the dog? Yeah. And um, uh, but she's she is a a, a no nonsense. You know, we've got a job to do. We're here for the students, mm-hmm. uh, and let's let's tackle it. Let's do our best every day. Um, and talking to uh, talking to a couple of people yesterday, uh, while Kate wasn't around, uh, unsolicited made comments about how supportive she has been to them, mm-hmm. um, and how how good it feels to be uh, to be working with her, and uh, how excited they are. Uh, every day to come to work. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing and meeting her at the uh, at one of the one of the places, uh, one of the open houses here and there. But uh, one other thing that I have to I, I want to say because we were talking about Dave Sawyer a few minutes ago, uh, the day that they had the open house there, uh, you know, we're looking around, looking around here and there, and you know, let's go over here, let's go over there. We see Dave uh, in, right at the beginning of the of the school inside. And some people ask him, where did you do this? And then I think my wife, Carol, was saying, oh, we want to see this section. Can we go see? Yeah. And then he, and he basically, we followed him halfway down the aisle. Like, you know, he's not going to take us right to it because I guess we came with someone else and somebody came in later after us. Uh, they didn't see the CTE program, and I and so Carol and I would say like, "Oh, wait a minute! I we were just went there. We wanted to see this and that." Like, a, and Dave Sawyer says, "Well, that's what I'm able." And he and we <laughs> followed him all the way halfway down the corridor. Just go all the way down here, and then take a right, and and this and that. And he said, "And I mean, yes, I mean, he knows that school, the back of his hand, and you know." But yeah, I mean, it, he he's so helpful. I mean, all of the people, all the administrators that we met that that day. Uh, we're so proud of it. Even some old alumni, uh, we ran against Ron Straminski. He yep. was there with his wife there. <laughs> I mean, he was so proud. He was looking at it like, my God, how come this wasn't here when I was the administrator? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but people need to, to figure that out. Now, yes, we're very proud to have this. this and not just the new, the new, the new Attleboro High School. Also, you're very proud because each and every school we have here in the city of Attleboro you got to take a look at the educators, the teachers. They should be um, applauded for the hard work they do each and every day. Absolutely, absolutely. And the uh, you mentioned Ron Straminski. Uh, he he was an administrator in the old building when I was there, and he was talking about them building a new building back then. Yeah. And we're, so we're talking early '90s, um, and. One thing I do love about the new building is the number of maps that are everywhere to help you yeah. get where you, you know, this building needs them far less than the other one did, <laughs> but, but thankfully they're everywhere. Um, but it, you're exactly right. The, it, as it, I, I did speak a lot about Steve and Dave's leadership, but what makes part of where their consistency comes from 
is the incredible consistent work that happens day to day in the classrooms, Uh in the hallways, in the libraries, in the cafeterias, on the playgrounds, on the buses. Um, uh, One of the students in the civics class said, you know, what, what does the school budget cover? I was like, everything you see, touch and interact with related to the schools is covered under the budget. Uh, And, um, and the, the educators are, are the, the most important cog in that wheel. Um, They, you know, seeing the, seeing the impact they've had on my own kids, um, knowing that, knowing the impact that some of them had on me when I was, uh, when I was a student, um, or on, uh, on some other alums hearing from parents about something incredible that their child's teacher did Mm. for them. Um, and just knowing all of the, just knowing all of the work beyond education that our teachers do. Um, luckily, we have uh, a welcome center now uh, that helps provide uh, community supports to families um, as needed. And t- so that has eased a little bit of the burden in that referral process. But the the teachers are there that they're the first ones that identify hunger. They're the first ones that mm identify abuse. They're the first ones that are there to to give our kid a hug when they fall on the playground. They're um, so they are truly, truly remarkable people. Like a, a friend of mine teaches in another district and we were talking about like just the different breed of teacher. And you know, she's she's an upper uh, middle school uh, educator and she was like it's it's amazing what works. She said, as much as I love education, I could never do kindergarten. She's like, to see the mayhem the first day of school with kindergartners, and by the end of September, they're lining up and they're quiet in the hallway. Like, and and along the way, they're doing this stuff that would make me scream at the top of my lungs. What are you doing? And me and this teacher is, it's okay. Now let's yeah. just okay. Now we're gonna do this. Okay, let's redirect. Um, so just and and it's the same to deal with teenagers at the high school, to deal with preteens in the middle school. Um, all of our educators are such unique, incredible beings, um, and we truly are grateful for all of their work. That is for sure. Rob, our time is actually done now, I guess. We want to thank you for coming down as well. And um, if all goes well, uh, we want to invite you back within the next couple of weeks. Maybe we got to talk about and thank some of the constituents as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, and, uh, and thank you for the kind words to the emailers. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, folks, we'll do it all again Monday morning uh, when uh, Diane Sawyer is going to be joining us uh, during our first portion of our third hour. Until then, folks, have yourself a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you back Monday morning at 6.